gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's off to the races, down the left sideline, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, everybody? It is the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin, and I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can find Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. I hope everybody is having a good Monday so far and ready for a great week ahead. Let's talk some Green Bay Packers stuff. First of all, over the weekend, I know there's been a bunch of coaching changes. We know about a lot of those. They've been covered and talked about already. And the most recent was reported, uh, was a promotion. Tight ends, new tight end coach John Dunn was promoted to that position. He fills the vacancy of Justin Outen, who went to Denver with Nathaniel Hackett. Dunn was a senior analyst for the Packers last season and previously coached tight ends for the Jets. So he's got some experience there and has done this done this before. And it's just it's another example of the Packers promoting from within, which is something we know that they like to do. We know Matt LaFleur likes to promote from within, and it makes sense to do that. If that's what you hope, that your assistants can become successful at the next level, and it, and the Packers have had a really successful pipeline and have done well for the most part, with a few exceptions, obviously. Uh, recently, Adam Stenovich promoted to offensive coordinator, with Hackett leaving to take the head coach spot in Denver as another example. So hopefully done can do some good things with the tight end group. And this is a position group that's in a bit of flux because Robert Tunyon is going to start the season on putt, most likely recovering from the ACL injury he suffered in the Arizona game, which was in late October. Mercedes Lewis, no guarantee to come back. He's aging. At some point, he's not going to play anymore. He hasn't announced his retirement, but there's a good chance that he may not be back to play for the Packers again. And then that leaves the, the Packers with a very inexperienced Tyler Davis, Josiah DeGuaro, who's an H-back slash tight end, and he's got some growing to do after his second season, essentially his rookie year, after he lost most of his actual rookie season in 2020 to the ACL injury. And Dominique Daphne, who battled through injuries, got back, but really didn't make much of a mark on offense at all. So Dunn's going to have his hands full. Hopefully the Packers can add some talent in the draft or in free agency and he can do some good things with them and the Packers can get some good production out of their tight end they have it's been a while since they've had a really really good tight end you have to go back to the days of Jermichael Finley which is about nine years ago since they had a really good reliable tight end that they could center any amount of their offense around so congratulations to John Dunn and hopefully he does well in that new role also over the weekend Matt LaFleur and his entire staff coached a game there were some jokes made on Twitter. Matt LaFleur finally got to coach a game in February. Well, that game happened to be the Pro Bowl, and I use the word game very loosely, and I'm not going to talk about the Pro Bowl at all because it is the most trash event in all of professional sports, and it's it's embarrassing. There weren't even any Packers that played in the contest on Sunday, but Matt LaFleur did get a chance to uh, coach in the Pro Bowl, he was in Las Vegas, and while he was in Las Vegas, Coach LaFleur put his, his time to better use by talking to former Raiders interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, who it was reported the Packers are interested in bringing on board to fill their vacant special teams coordinator role. So Bisaccia has 
for many years coached special teams around the NFL. He did this with the Dallas Cowboys, spent some time with the Chargers, doing it as well, the Raiders, obviously. And, and when the Raiders had to let John Gruden go, who did they tab to take over? It wasn't the offensive coordinator. It wasn't the defensive coordinator. It was Bisaccia. And if you want to tie to the Packers and something that, that means something and as far as any direction that, that Bisaccia may lead uh, in terms of making his decision, he's close with Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry. And he's, he's also, Bisaccia is also very close with Rod Marinelli, who just happens to be Joe Barry's father-in-law. So there are some strong ties to the Packers organization there from an emotional standpoint. If you want to think about uh, him evaluating the Packers as an opportunity to to improve special teams. There's only one direction to go. They were the worst ranked team in the league from 32nd on upward and also be around some guys that he trusts in a, in a good organization within the NFL. So hopefully the Packers can make that happen. I know money has been tossed around as a, an issue previously and where guys felt like the Packers were lowballing and opted to take jobs elsewhere. I think there's no more clear sign that the Packers need to open up the wallet and open up the checkbook than the way that this past season ended when it comes to bringing on new leadership for their special teams unit. Now, the the problems did in range from coaching to players. It wasn't all Mo Drayton who was let go. So anybody that the Packers hire isn't going to suddenly have this entire group in the top five of the NFL. And that, and that shouldn't be the now, that shouldn't be the expectation. You know, whether it's Bisaccia or if it ends up being someone else, fans need to set their expectations accordingly, right? You know, if they, if they jump from 32nd to, to 5th, that is meteoric. That means that Bisaccia maxed out, every player on special teams maxed out, and Brian Gutekunst deserves executive of the year already for 2022 because his team found enough guys in one way or the other, that were great contributors on specials. I think a top 20 group is reasonable as we sit today. I mean, even if they finish 21st, 22nd, they move up 10 spots. If they had the top 20, a top 25 unit, even though they're in the bottom half of the league at 20 to 25, do they beat the 49ers? They certainly don't lose that game. I don't, I don't think the Packers can be ranked that much better than they are right now and just absolutely crap the bed the way they did against the 49ers. So just baby steps here and small steps. If they take a bigger step, great. And I can be wrong and I can eat these words and and I'm happy to say I was wrong. I didn't give them enough credit. I underestimated whatever it is. But a top 20 group from 32 would be a good thing. I think that would that would probably prevent special teams from being a big contributor to why the Packers don't achieve everything that they can in a given season. So that, that's that's kind of my, my initial take on this whole special teams thing. The Packers are, are looking in the right direction. They're looking at somebody who's got a track record, who's done it well before. Why not? Let's do that. And if you're looking for some history on Basaccia, some numbers, which I don't typically do a lot of, but I just you know, happen to come across some of this here. I think Acme Packing Company put out an article that, that broke it down and talked about some of these things. Bisaccia took over the Chargers special teams that were ranked last. This was in 2010. So this was 10 years ago. And within a year, in 2011, he got them up to 23rd in DVOA, which is defensive adjusted value over average. And then the following season, they went from 23rd in 2011 all the way up to 8th in 2012. So 
He's got history of progressing and, and making these units really, really good. We all remember when Dom Capers came and took over the defense for the Packers in 2009. He immediately had them as one of the top units in the NFL, but he had this track record of in the first couple seasons, like moving the needle in the right direction. And I think that's something that, that the Packers can look at and say, hey, you know, maybe not top top half of the league in 2022, but maybe the year after, he can get them into that top 10. And then you're really talking about a strong a strong group. But a lot of other factors are going to, going to depend on what the offense and defense looks like. Right? So with the Raiders, they were 13th in 2020 by DVOA. Now they fell to 21st this past season. And the 2018-2019 group that he had were in the mid-20s as well with the Raiders too. So it, we're not talking about a guy that's just lighting the world on fire. But he's got experience. Teams trust him. They trusted him to run the ship after Gruden got fired. I think the optics here are this is a guy who can do some good things if the Packers end up coming to terms with him and he's interested in taking the job. Uh, Basachi, I mentioned, was with the Cowboys. From 2013 to 2017, they never ranked lower than 13th. So that, I would say, is probably the Cowboys having an, placing an emphasis on special teams and having good players there because that is an important part of the deal, Right. Uh, but I think that's, I think that is, a, this is a good direction for the Packers to look at. I mean, he inherit, he would inherit a group in Green Bay that struggled all season long and in the biggest game, a very promising season, they just completely fell apart. I mean, they couldn't even bother to have 11 guys on the field for a walk-off. So like I said before, there's only one direction to go and that's upward. So I think as far as what Bisacci is working with, it's not like he's inheriting a top two or top three unit and he has to try to keep that ship humming he's got a lot of a lot of latitude here to improve and try and do well and there were obviously some executional failures that that Drayton could not control so like I said I know the players are definitely a part of the equation so I'd expect that if the Packers are going to pony up for a guy with experience if it's Passaccia then they're also going to probably protect that investment and they're going to put more into finding players who can uh, excel or have excelled on special teams. Now, that doesn't mean go out and draft five special teams players with your first five picks. I mean, no matter what team it is, you can put starters out there and some teams have a lot of starters that play special teams, but most of the special players on your, the, the team's players on a roster are guys 30 through 53 if you're ranking your top athletes or your top players on a team. But as far as skill set, I think the Packers could put a bit more focus on what those players are asked to do and need to do. And so if they're bringing in another Shamar Jean Charles, for example, is it a corner who is, you know, yeah, he's a cornerback, but a special teams contributor, can he do something? Maybe they, instead of bringing in a, an athlete that fits all of their thresholds as far as size, weight, speed, maybe they say, hey, this guy was a, looks like a really good special teams player. Let's go this route. And maybe they break the mold a little bit for the type of players that they bring in. I mean, at this point, if, if, if they're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back and they're going to get Devontae Adams back and they're not going to really lose any of their big, big pieces, and I know that they still may lose Devontae Campbell and Zadarius Smith, and there's some players that are, are possibly not going to be with the Packers anymore, but if they're, for the most part, going to keep the absolute key guys, let's just say Rodgers and Adams, because that would be massive. That would mean the Packers essentially have, again, really good odds to be Super Bowl contenders immediately. 
you got to protect that investment and you got to put the right players out there and you've got to make sure special teams is not a dumpster over again. So it's they need more talent on the field. And I think that the Packers know that. And there's going to be more to be said about what they're going to do on special teams. Who knows if they're going to make an announcement. There might have already been one made by the time you're listening to the show. Or, uh, you know, they may announce it later this week. Or not for another couple of weeks. Now, if there's one thing Packers fans love, it's hearing rumors that something is imminent or that they're talking to a player or a coach. And then everything goes dark for two weeks, leaving us to wonder what happened. Is everything going sideways? Is everything okay? Is everything, you know, what what is what is the deal? So, not the worst news of the weekend. Because Rich Basaccia was a name that a lot of Packers fans said, hey, bring this guy in. I mean, he really elevated his stock by taking over the reins of the Raiders. He interviewed with the Jaguars, didn't get the job for their head coach position. So, teams are on the league respect him. So I think you could do a lot worse. I think this would be a really, really good hire for the Packers, and it sounds like there's some mutual interest there. So we'll see what goes on with the Packers special team situation, but they got to get it figured out sooner than later. Can't sign off before we talk about Aaron Rodgers. Got to talk about Aaron Rodgers because there's always some speculation, news, non-news, rumors, all that kind of stuff with regards to Rodgers. And until he makes his decision as far as what he wants to do, this following season and the Packers make their stance known as far as what they're going to do with him once he does decide if he wants to stay or go. There's going to be a lot of speculation and there's going to be a lot of Rodgers talk. So the latest is ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported over the weekend that the Packers and Rodgers appear to be on the same page. Now, we don't know what that means, whatever that is. But he did also go on to say that there do not seem to be any hard plans to trade Rodgers at this time based on what's being said and what's what's being heard out of 1265 Lombardi. So take that for what you will. That can change by the day. We know that until it's done, nothing is done. But it sounds like the Packers are trying to hopefully make a deal and bring Rodgers back. I just put the word hopefully in there. It was not on my note sheet. wasn't on the script there. But I said that because I'm one of those who says, I want the chance. I want the bite at the apple. I want as many bites at the apple as I can get. And those bites at the apple are playoff appearances. I don't care about winning divisions. I don't care if the Packers are the one seed or the seven seed. It doesn't even matter anymore. I can't care because I just saw two one seeds in a row not make the Super Bowl. I saw two teams that had home field and had everything behind them and the best odds to make the Super Bowl or some of the top odds to make the Super Bowl not do it. So... Don't care about seeding anymore, but I do want that bite at the apple because I want to get to the playoffs because, you know, there hasn't been a single team that's won a Super Bowl that didn't have to win their way to get to the game. So if you don't make the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You're not winning a championship. So I want to get there and I want every every chance that the Packers have to try to bring it back. So for me, I'm more of a fan of bringing Rodgers back than not. Now, you get a crazy deal and you can bring in a a ton of assets and really protect the future of this franchise for the next many, many years, and some team is willing to overpay, whether it's Denver or whoever it be, then, okay, you think about it. If you're Brian Gutekunst, you have to put the emotion aside and 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 realize also that jobs are on the line. Brian Gutekunst's job's on the line. If he trades Aaron Rodgers, that better, that better help keep the team afloat, and it better help the long-term future of the team. That's what his job is. His job is to look ahead. And Matt LaFleur is also going to want some job security, and if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers... Well, he darn sure better have a lot of weapons around for Jordan Love or whoever it is that's going to play quarterback for the Packers this next season to throw to and to utilize and to help him. So that 
is the latest rumors there. No, no immediate plans to trade Rodgers, at least as far as what the media is hearing. Now, the NFL Honors is coming up this Saturday, the, the 12th of February, and it's highly expected that Rodgers is going to win his fourth NFL MVP award. The, that's the Associated Press MVP award and his first back-to-back MVP in his career. Uh, he's already selected as the Pro Football Writers Association MVP in 2021, so he's already won that award for whatever that's worth. And as far as fan sentiments, this still seems to be a pretty split fan base when you look at social media and the takes. There's some fans who just want the capital and they want to get as much as they can and they're afraid of Rodgers retiring or leaving him high and dry and they don't get anything for him and then he walks away. Well, okay, and then you've got the other side that are kind of like me that say he's the best chance to win and I still think you want 12 out there because... You want to watch the Packers win. You want to be excited when you wake up on Sundays and watch Packers football. You want to be excited when you think about the way the season is going and when you look at the NFL playoff machine and you look at the different scenarios as far as what the Packers could be facing when it comes to January and February. And that is now going to be January and February of 2023. Side note, the Super Bowl is hosted in my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona next year, a year from right now. And the, the three times that the Super Bowl has been in Arizona, the Packers have reached the conference championship game. Now, they've lost all three times. But they've reached it. They got there, right? So, for whatever that's worth to you, would love to see the Packers in another conference championship game. But it just seems like half the fan base is, part of it's, they want, they're over the drama. The other half want to, want to get something in return and they just want to move on and they just want to, you know, kind of rip the Band-Aid off and, and get to life after Rodgers because the sooner they get to life after Rodgers, the sooner they can figure out what they need to do in order to be successful again. Is it going to be love? Is it not going to be Jordan Love at quarterback? There's all sorts of other things the Packers have to figure out too. So more to come on that whole situation there. But I, I would say the biggest thing for me coming out of this weekend is the Packers seem to be doing the right thing here, breaking the mold, not promoting from within and not making the same mistake they made last time and really putting an emphasis here on their special teams. As our fearless leader, Jacob Westendorf, has said many, many times, you get what you emphasize. And I'm sure a lot of other coaches and a lot of other people have said that too. You get what you emphasize. Well, the Packers appear to finally be emphasizing special teams and it is about damn time. So we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Unless there's any news, I will be back next Monday for a quick slant, talk about the Super Bowl between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And if there's anything that hits during the week and there's time, I may do a show on Thursday, but no promises. Absolutely no promises. You can also find me over on the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm moving from Saturdays to Thursday. I am bringing Paul Brettel with me and I'm rejoining, teaming up again with former Philadelphia Eagles beat writer and huge Packer fan, Mark Eckel, And really looking forward to that. So check out that show if you are so inclined, as well as all the other great shows here at Game On Wisconsin and all of the other days of the week over on the Pack-A-Day podcast. Again, I'm Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can find Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. You never know when one of our shows is going to pop up and surprise you during the offseason. So as always, anybody has any questions, takes, thoughts, comments, agreements, disagreements, tweet at me. In the meantime, I hope everybody has themselves a really great week as we lead into the Super Bowl and the end of another fun NFL season, that being the 2021 NFL season. Everybody stay warm wherever you're at. Stay safe. And as always, go Pack Go. Go. 
Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45, 40. Track down from behind. 